Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, hey, everybody. It's Kristen. Welcome back to another episode of The Booze Hustle. This week, we talked to Randy Brady, founder of Diversified Vines and Taste the Playlist, I got to be honest, I was so excited to talk to her. I've been following her on Instagram for a while. She does the coolest events where she actually gets a group of people together. They pair really good wine and hip hop together. She also creates these unbelievable playlists on Spotify. Um, And she just, you know, she's really into getting people together and introducing wine in a way that's accessible and fun. So I'm a big hip hop fan, Um, more of like... To be totally honest, like old school hip hop. Um, when I was growing up, I spent a lot of time listening to Tribe Called Quest, uh, Far Side, uh, Lil Kim, Chorus Biggie. And, you know, I feel like it's such nostalgia wrapped up in um, hip hop. So the idea of pairing the two things that I love so much together, <laughs> it's really, uh, you know, I, I kind of fangirl a little bit in this episode. Uh, please excuse me. I might have sang or rapped, which is just mortifyingly embarrassing. So d- don't judge me. <laughs> don't judge me for that. But um, Randy is an incredibly cool person. She's also a full-time nurse. So she finds time to do all this on her own. Uh, she's also a mother of four kids. I don't know where she finds the time, but she certainly makes Atlanta a cooler place. Um, if you're down there, try to get on the list for one of her events. I'm dying to go. Um, and I really hope you enjoy listening to our episode. Well, again, thank you for being here. Uh, <laughs> I think it's funny. Uh, first, I want to say that uh, the listeners don't know this, but a lot of the people I interview, I don't know. And I reach out the way one does now through social media. Um, and it was so funny because like I'd sent you a note on Instagram, I think. And I was like, hey, I'm really interested. And you're just like, oh, I got to check out your podcast first. <laughs> You definitely. Uh, <laughs> well, I wasn't being like, I was like, I'm very, I'm still new to the space and mm-hmm. there's so many things. So I was like, I, it sounds cool. Let me go yeah. check it out. And I was like, I think she's just appreciative of people who are not necessarily all the way in the industry, like yeah. found some kind of way to fit into this industry. Yeah. But this may not be their, you know, first job or career. Yep. So that's the common thread. 
Yeah, that's the common thread is I think this season's a little different. I'm interviewing people that are, you know, still in our in the, you know, alcohol beverage space, like winemakers, mm-hmm. distillers. Um, but I also have some really cool interviews with people who are not necessarily they're kind of like tangentially connected to the industry, but, um, you know, just kind of branching out a little bit. And uh, I don't know, I follow you on social media. I I want to be your friend. I'm going to help myself <laughs> right now. I'm just like, you do the coolest you have the coolest shit going on on social media and just in general. Um, I'm a huge hip hop fan. Um, okay. Wait, let's back up. Let's tell the people okay. what you do. Do you want to introduce <laughs> yourself properly? <laughs> tell everyone okay. what you do. <laughs> so I'm Randy. Um, I created Diversified Vines like three years ago. And um, I was going to give up my nursing career and COVID hit. So while everybody was booming during COVID, staying at home, doing all the stuff. I was actually in COVID, so I couldn't really focus on leaving nursing or my wine business. Um, Mm. So last year around December, I was like, I'm going to, I want to do these events. Um, I want to just create like an experience. So Mm. I started doing events called Taste the Playlist and I think they're amazing. Like I think they're amazing. They're events where I pair wine, hip hop, and food, and I try to mm, like touch every sense. Mm-hmm. I want you to leave that experience like I gotta come back. I don't want you disappointed in any way. I want the food to be incorporated and pair with the wine. And you're like, how do you get music in there? And then the music is, you know, on the same wavelength as both. Mm-hmm. So. That's what I'm doing right now in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. So you are, you're in Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta. Yes. Nice. That's great. Um, you had a quote somewhere. I don't know if it was on your website or whatever, but it was like wine has a place everywhere. I think what you're doing is very important for a couple of different reasons. I, in my other job, in my nine to five, um, I work for a big uh, wine and spirit supplier. And there's a lot of conversations about finding the consumer, where they are, you know, introducing products to people in different areas and segments that often get overlooked. And what seems so obvious to me now being familiar with your work is that this entire community, large scale, usually gets left out of so many conversations when it comes to wine. And that's crazy to me. Um, So I think what you do is really important for a number of reasons. I think it's important because it's entertainment, which is fun. I think curating music is something that touches everyone. But I think it's also introducing wine in a way that is so accessible. Uh, Absolutely. I feel like, as you said, wine has a place everywhere. And I really started out as a dancer. So music is like very close to my heart. And I mean, like I'm classically trained in ballet. Wow. Hip hop, modern. I live in Atlanta, so that can be easily, <laughs> that can be easily construed <laughs> with stripper, but, mm-hmm, uh, you know, mm-hmm. also. Also okay. <laughs> also okay. You know, if that's how you get your money. Yep. Get your money. Um, but I felt like when I was in a space and I knew a little bit about wine, I was constantly being questioned. Hmm. Right. And I was like, well, dang, why do I have to prove that I know things about wine? And then I was like, how can we make this or how can I make it so that like good wine, though, not just any wine, like Mm -hmm. I want amazing wine to be introduced into 
um, the hip hop community. And I think mm-hmm. that music is universal. And I think that wine is universal. Both are very cultural. And I thought that it would be perfect um, together. So I did, like, I started doing my um, my wine and hip-hop parents online. And I was like, you know, a few people, <laughs> you know, I'll get a few followers. Although it's not, like, my biggest thing because I do it. It's absolute passion. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Like, I, I work as a nurse to pay for events. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just think that it's very important because still, like, even though I'm doing these events, um, wine is being introduced into a bigger community. I still have to have certifications and stuff to prove that I know things about wine. That's so annoying. It Ugh. is. It's it's sad, too. I'm like, why? I can't know. Like, literally, I'm, I'm at work and people start talking about something. And I'll say something about wine. And they were like... Do you really know? And I'm like, dang, I got a whole, you know, I'm a whole nurse and I can't know anything but nursing. <laughs> You're getting wine splained. Ooh, what are you drinking? Right. Um. So my 40th birthday was on Thursday. Happy birthday. And thank you. I had a party called Burgundy and Bass. So I asked people to bring wines from Burgundy or Champagne. Hell yes. <laughs> and Damn I it, why wasn't I invited? <laughs> right. Are you in Atlanta? No. Oh, I'm like, girl. No, but, but I'd come to one of your parties. I would come to Atlanta to come to one of your parties for sure. Um, I paired it with barbecue. I did all of these. I made like, you know, white truffle potatoes with like not barbecue sides, but I wanted it to pair with the wine. Yep. And people bought amazing wine. So I'm drinking like a Chablis from Burgundy. And it is like, oh, I think nice. you can only get it in France. I don't think it's even on the market. Oh, wow. You got some nice friends. Like people love me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, look at all the love. You're so smart. The next time I have a party, I'm just going to be like, I'm having a champagne party. And I mean champagne. And you can't come unless you bring some. <laughs> and then you have to leave it here. <laughs> Stock my <laughs> but cellar. No, people, I was like, open whatever you want. Like if people wanted me not to open it, they was just like, here, put this aside. But I was like, open whatever you want. Food is here. And the DJ played like bass music from Miami and old Atlanta. So I was like, this is, and it was a pool party. So I'm like, this is how I'm celebrating my 40th. Oh, yeah. With good good food, good wine, good people. I'm very jealous of that. My 40th birthday was during the pandemic. Uh... Almost mm. two years ago. And oh, I was like, wah, really wah. I'm going to have to, I think I'm going to steal your idea though. That's, that's great. I, I wonder um, the fact that you were saying before about like people bringing good wine, not like not just wine. You don't want people to just get to know wine. You want people to get to know good wine. Yes. And I think there's such an opportunity there because if you think about like the hip hop community in general, what mm-hmm. people normally spend their money on when it comes to booze a lot of it's like cognac, things that are like high, high price tag. Mm-hmm. So you can like that entry point is already there to get somebody yeah. to spend 30 or 40 or $50 on a really nice bottle of wine, like or even a $20 nice bottle of wine. So it's not like a there's never like a I don't think a, a price barrier. It's more of just like a, a perception issue about like, um, you know, learning more about it. Like I think people in general think, you know, you have to know something about wine to enjoy wine. And I think what like what you're what you're saying before, like I, it's such a great thing where you can introduce people and that bring people in with like a community already built in. 
What you're saying about the price point is absolutely true, but think about like the history of hip hop. You know, they were selling dreams and hoping like they were rapping about champagne, but maybe not drinking that yet. Or Mm -hmm. when they were drinking it, it was like, how did you get this money? And (laughs) (laughs) And that price point is already there. And now we're at the point where, you know, everybody has their own wine and Jay-Z owns Armand at Brignac. You know, just we at a whole nother level. Like we came from Nas drinking Andre and now here we are. Everybody in the industry is trying to figure out how to invest in wine and make their own white label wine or buying vineyards and, I mean, just using it as an investment. Yep. There's a basketball player. I can't remember his name, but he's, uh, is it Wade? Dwayne Wade has Dwayne Wade. Yeah, he's big mm-hmm. in the wine world now. I think he was in Wine Spectator or Wine Enthusiast. I can't remember. But yeah, there's uh-huh. a lot of people breaking into that, um, which is really incredible. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I wanted to ask where you got interested in wine. Like, what was your entry point? Like, how did you get, um, what was your first, was there like a bottle of wine that you drank that blew your mind or how did you get into wine initially? No, I'm <laughs> like, no, it was, <laughs> I actually, um, 2006. So I've been drinking wine for a long time. So it was 2006 and I just got accepted to nursing school. My husband and I bought a townhouse and I had a housewarming. And I was just like, I had already been drinking like mediocre bulk wine. You know, we <laughs> we all start from somewhere. Yep. But um and, and sometimes like, oh, still do. <laughs> right. And sometimes still I, I can't agree with that one. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 
Don't don't whine and shame me. I'm trying not to whine and shame my my listeners. Yeah. Listen, um, it's not about whine shame. It's a, I feel like when we know better, we do better. I know, right? Like if, yep. I, but I'm never a, and I'm never around. Like when I'm drinking wine, I'm usually around people in the industry. Mm-hmm. So I don't even have the opportunity to drink it. Like I just said, I had a burgundy. <laughs> Come on, Randy. You know, <laughs> you go sometimes to people's houses and they're making dinner and they're like, oh, look at this wine. And they're so proud of themselves because they think they got something good and you know it's not good. But you're like, you're like okay, you know, you're not going to be like, I'm not drinking that. <laughs> that no. never happens to you. That happens to me so a lot. <laughs> I am the friend who brings the wine. Everybody's like, Randy, bring a wine. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> All right. Randy, bring the wine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think people know I sell wine for a living, so they don't like to ask me because they think then that they think that I'll think they're assuming that I'm going to yeah. bring the wine all the time. So I don't know. Sometimes I get backed into a corner and I'll just bring my own stuff. But but that's nice. Randy, you can bring wine to my house anytime. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, I always bring, that's one of my hashtags I use, like, always bring good wine. But if I'm in a place that does not, that has bulk wine, I mean, I might partake if the meal if the meal is all right. We're gonna be drinking whatever is there. But <laughs> sometimes that calls me for rum. But um, oh yeah, oh yes, I'm with you. <laughs> when you don't have good wine, drink liquor. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Like, what kind of drink rum you got liquor. back there? I'm a big rum, fan. right? Big rum oh, fan. I'm a rum fan all day. But um, I wanted to back to how I got into it. I said it was 2006 and I wanted to do a housewarming. I was like, I'm going to do a wine tasting. Mm -hmm. And this is unassuming, mediocre bulk wine. And I had, though, I love to cook. Like I learned to cook probably 20 years ago. I make everything from scratch. So I had an amazing size and I paired it with wine and Google was my best friend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I was like, I don't even know. Like, is this a real thing? I never... You know, I didn't even know you could have a job doing that. <laughs> I didn't see anybody who looked like me, um, like in the industry. Mm-hmm. The only thing I saw around me was servers. And mm-hmm. so from 2006 on, I just I just drank wine and I did like my own research. I never started certifications. And then 2019, I was at a Mets and Braves game, which I go to every year for my birthday. I'm a huge Mets fan. <laughs> and I was sitting like, damn near on top of the dugout. And they bought this wine. And I was like, this cannot be real. Like, <laughs> why am I sitting this close to the field? And this is the option I have to drink. <laughs> and I was like. Disappointing. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to take wine seriously. And I think like September, I started my WSET certifications. That's awesome. So, yeah. What? So you're level, you're level two now, right? I'm level two and I'm currently studying champagne master level. That's so awesome. So I will do, I want to do level three, but I think that's going to be like where I tap out because I still want wine to be fun. It does right? start getting not fun at level three. It does. Because it's just, you got to memorize so much. It's like memorizing shit. I was telling somebody like, I'm 41. My -hmm. brain can only hold so much useless information in there. So if I'm going to learn about the inexpensive wine producing regions of Australia, I'm going to lose 
the ability to remember what fucking road signs are. <laughs> like something's right. gonna Something come out. I don't know. Yeah. I can't. I can't really afford to uh, to lose anything right now. But yeah, it, it's a challenge, and um, you know, you don't need it. You're doing. You want it to be fun, right? And at a certain point, right. if it stops being fun, like why are we doing it? Like you know. Yeah, and also like, dang, everybody don't have certifications that are in the industry, and they're amazing right? people, mm-hmm. and they're knowledgeable, and I can still learn things from them. Yep. But you know, the main reason why I'm getting certifications is because I'm a black woman like adjunct to the space. I'm not, I didn't, I've never worked in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never worked in wine sales or distribution. Mm-hmm. I got my experience, like serving experience and just volunteering at wine events, trying to figure out how to make a business out of it and what looks good and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm going to stop at level three. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. <laughs> But I'm going to stop at level three because the stress level is, yeah. Yeah, it's cuckoo. It's outrageous. It is outrageous. I just, I spend so many nights studying and being like, I could be hanging out with my kids or having a nice glass of wine. And now I'm just Mm -hmm. sitting here memorizing fucking flashcards. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, Let's talk about music a little. And if, and if you don't mind, I kind of thought we would do something fun at the end where we could like pair some songs or some wind some songs that i've thought i I, i've got here and if you can and my um my wonderful producer kevin can maybe like put them into the episode somewhere okay um but let's talk about music because obviously this is a very central theme for you um you ever thought about being a dj (laughs) oh my god you are like maybe like the 10th person who has asked me that like i because i create playlists for my Mm -hmm. events um, and it's just like, I don't tell the DJ, here's a playlist, play this. I'm like, here's the guy. This is mm-hmm. the theme. But then I release the playlist. Um, I usually have like a QR code at the event or oh, I'll cool. release it on social and I'll put it on my website. But I was like, you need to think about being a DJ. And I'm like, the way I'm 40 and not trying to be a DJ. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have you seen Paris Hilton? Mm-hmm. I- she I is have. a DJ. <laughs> and that oh woman my. is, despite what people might think, that woman is in her 40s. So, <laughs> yes, uh, I don't have the Hollywood glam <laughs> squad <laughs> to, to get me together. But well, she scares um, me a little bit, to be honest. She's a little scary. Yeah. Um, you are people ask me that all the time. Like, are you a DJ? And I'm like, no, like music is just like so central to me. And I'm just like. This playlist has to be perfect. And they don't realize, like, I'm not just putting music on there. Mm-hmm. Like, I comb through the music. I'm stressed out. I, like, pair the last 30 seconds up to the last song with the first few seconds of it. Like, it has to flow. And people mm-hmm. are like, you really? It takes me forever to do playlists. Yeah. It's it's very apparent. I was going through some of your playlists earlier. I was listening to one of them earlier today. Uh-huh. Uh, there was one, one for Deconstructed I was listening to and the oh, Southern yes. one. What's your favorite sub-genre of hip-hop to pair wine to? Ooh, I would have to say like old school R&B. Oh, yeah. Like old school R&B, soul music. Like those songs were beautiful. And also hip-hop just, I feel like, is centered around all of those things. 
like hip hop is, you know, made from jazz and R&B and soul and rock. And they just take all of those things and make it hip hop. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm connected to all of them. But old school R&B and I mean, like OJ's Gap Band, like that era. Oh, yeah. Um, Just like songs that you hear now and it you can still like I can remember like what I was doing at my grandmother's house. As yeah. Child, like, oh, my grandma, I love this song or, you yeah. know, the things that were constantly played. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but Gap Band just popped in my head like that. Outstanding. Man. Look, <laughs> like, I'm there's like just anything like, with soul in it. Like just yes. hear it. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. rich, rich, uh, <laughs> rich stuff right. to work with. Absolutely. Oh, oh my God. Do you have any like dream collaborations for events that you'd love to do in the future? With people or With like anything. how I theme my, I'm like, that would be a real dream because those, <laughs> <laughs> those people are not alive. Um, because those people <laughs> are not alive, people, right? Really. I know, like, that would be a real dream because <laughs> those people are not alive. Um, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess well, who who would you like to who would you like that's dead that you'd like to collaborate no. with? <laughs> no, uh, that would be Biggie Smalls. Yeah. No, but um, that would be the answer to that. But dream collaborations, I would say that if I could do anything with the producer Pete Rock, like he is my absolute favorite producer. Every time I hear. His music, like I immediately know it's him. I get like chills or mm-hmm. tears. Like my absolute, yeah, right. I'm like, right. My absolute favorite song, like they just had a 30 year anniversary and I keep combing through trying to figure out like, I know so much music. Like where did my life like turn to hip hop? And I, I just like for months, I was like, I couldn't figure out what song like really changed my life? And every time I hear this song, no matter where I am, I like get teary <laughs> uh-huh. like, Are you okay? But it's um they reminisce over you and it's Pete Rock and CL Smooth. So 1992, August 12th, their 30 30th anniversary just happened. And I was like, dang, I wish they were performing together somewhere. Like I would take a flight yeah. the day, <laughs> you know, the day after my birthday and just uh, I wish I, hopefully that. maybe we can insert a little bit of that into the into the pod that'd be great yeah. Kevin if you could do that that would be awesome do you know what mine is like I I grew up on the, in the northeast um, okay and when I was a teenager, so I graduated high school in 98. Um, okay. Hip hop was like the thing. 1998 my, was the year. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good year for Yes. Hip-hop. And I mean, like I, um, granted, I grew up in a very white area, right? With a mm-hmm. lot of white kids in my school. But like, I, for whatever reason, as a teenager, the music I listened to was always hip hop and Pearl Jam. You know, mm-hmm. I can't get away from fucking Pearl Jam in the nineties, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, I remember, I, me and my friend Jen used to drive around in our shitty car with like one hubcap and the bumper held up by duct tape, <laughs> listening to Lil Kim 
uh, and Foxy Brown. Those albums were so fucking good. I just got chill. Ugh. I was like, I was like, Il Nana. Like, there's there was there's nothing comparative to that. I'm sorry. I mean, listen, Cardi's great. They're all they're all great. I love Doja Cat. I think she's like so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the energy, the raw, like gritty energy of like Lil Kim, unmatched. Still, I, I am with you. I am with you. Queen. I love female art. Right. I love female artists. And yeah. Though, yeah that 98 was a good, like, was a good year in general for hip hop. Yes. Yeah. And then my, the song that you said, you got goosebumps. So I'll tell you what mine was. Um, and I, and I related to it in a way that is impossible because I couldn't have possibly related to anything they were talking about in the song. My, my life was so different, but I think uh-huh. the raw emotion of it and the lyrics were so good um, and I've been a writer my whole life, so okay. I appreciate a good piece of writing. But Gangstar, Moment of Truth, oh. blew my fucking mind. There was mm. like, there's two lines in that song. I think it was like, um, I got one lyric pointed at your head for start. The other is pointed at your weak ass heart. If I pull the trigger on these fully loaded rhymes, you're going to wish I pulled a black nine. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, yes. Ugh. But Gangstar. <laughs> like, Gangstar. Like I guru. love that. That I love that. That is. <laughs> Isn't your that crazy? Of, but yeah. And there are things that, like, I've watched some interviews and I'm like, how are these, uh, like, white kids relating to this? But there's something, like, so real about the lyrics. And you find the, the things that you attach to, like, the littlest. Like, you may not have. You know, you, you know, that's not your plan to do that. But you're like, mm-hmm. dang, like, how did he even come up with that? Like, in some part of your life, it related to you. Sure. Because otherwise you wouldn't have, like, it would be a different song. Right? Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with, because I've thought a lot about this. Um, I think it has a lot to do with emotion. So mm-hmm. situations are completely different, right? Like, I can't relate yes. to you know, someone's upbringing that's so different from mine, but I can relate to the raw emotion of a situation. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's very translatable. So like for me, when I was a kid, like, you know, you know, not to get too much into the mushy shit, but like I had a pretty fucking rough childhood, like, and I was alone a lot. I was a really lonely, alone kid. I was Uh always home alone. I was latchkey from the time I was like seven um, <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think there was something very much that spoke to like the emotion I related to. Uh-huh. Um, so it was it's less situational, more feeling, you know. Absolutely. Just, yeah, and I and I think that was yeah. it for. I think that was it for me, but yeah, I mean, I really got lost in like what, like the Lost Boys and um, oh, Tribe Called Quest, Renee, Far Side. Oh, come on, try, come on, yeah, now? those were my. That's all a good, so those good, all a good thing. Now you know why I love your playlists. Like, oh, <laughs> thank you. Like, because I'm trying to put everybody on who is like, I don't want to say the most important, but the most important. <laughs> Yeah. Artists like that had the biggest impact. And sometimes it's not the biggest artist. Sometimes it is the emotion, you yeah. know, that I connect to. But I did grow like I grew up like that. I'm from Harlem originally, but mm-hmm. I've been in Atlanta since 93. But Latchkey Kid, since I was mm-hmm. seven or eight, my sister and I like were cooking dinner at 10 and 11, you mm-hmm. know. Yep. And I, <laughs> I'm telling my children every day, like, 
this morning, I'm like, y'all got to get up by yourself. Like, yes. My son is 13 and my daughter's 11. Why am I still getting up with y'all? Like we were coming home cooking dinner <laughs> at this age, getting ourselves together oh, for school. <laughs> I know. I, you know, I vacillate back and forth between being like, I'm giving them the childhood I didn't have mm-hmm. and they're going to be better versions of us. Right. Ooh. You know, but I'm also kind of like a little bit of strife is a good thing. <laughs> it's it, character no, building. Uh, it, it is. As I have older children and please give them a little bit of strife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it definitely builds character, but, but you, it's no book. So either way, give them too much, give them not enough. They still going to do whatever they want to yep, do. <laughs> they are who they are, yep. especially, you know, you have multiple children. So you can tell like you parent the same. They come out yep. different. It's got nothing to do with you. I mean, it's got a little to do with you and your genetics and your home life. But like majority of it is just they are who they are. Right. From the gate. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is the absolute truth. Thus, my four-year-old being a lunatic outside my window before. Like, I, I can't keep track of that one. I've got an older one who's a rule follower, and i got a younger one who's like evil Knievel. <laughs> yes. It's the second child syndrome. Oh, my God. What is that? What happens when you have four? Is it the youngest? Um, it's still a second, and I have three boys and a girl, So, I, and my daughter's the youngest. Mm. So I always feel like um, she feels like rules don't apply. Right. Great. And she's also a Gemini. Oh, no. Um, You're in trouble. So she's my Sour Patch kid. Oh. <laughs> she's like, she'll be sweet. And then you turn around, she's like, Arr. oh, man. Yeah. That's crazy. So, How old are your kids? I have a 22 year old, a 19 year old, um, 13, and 11. Man, you got the full so, spread. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm still in the thick of it with little ones over here, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, let's do something fun. I mean, it's, it's fun for me. I don't know if it's fun for you, but I'm going to play you a couple songs and then maybe maybe Kevin can put them into the podcast. And if not, then everyone's just going to have to suffer along with silence. <laughs> Let me play. Maybe if I put it, play it on the mic and then hopefully uh, he can It'll work. put it in there after. All right, I'm going to play a song and then okay. I want you to tell me what wine you would pair it with, okay? Okay. We're going old school. Yo, what's up? This is Tajay of the Mighty Souls. Oh, 93 and 2. I need something real like Ivy. We're hailing from East Oakland, California, and sometimes it gets a little hectic out there. But right now, you know, we're going to love you and how we just chill. Okay, I already know what I want to pair with it. All right, what are we pairing with that? So I want to pair, and I want to pair a California. Let's do a California shard that's aged Mm. in stainless steel and not oak. Okay, all right. Right, because the, like, the lyrics just flow so clean over that beat. Right. Mm. And when you have stainless steel Chardonnay, it's very clean. It's very light. And that didn't sound very Oakland-y, Mm-mm. right, for that era. In 93 in Oakland, like, that was not the sound. That almost sounded like a New York, like, that. That it was just a vibe. It was so a vibe. 
And, you know, in California, they like to oak Chardonnay. And I like it unoaked. (laughs) (laughs) With that clean, different feeling, we're going to go with an unoaked California Chardonnay. You and me both, Randy. I, um, if I'm going to drink a domestic Chardonnay, it's going to be from Oregon, Ooh, typically, okay. just because, you know, Chardonnay is a, a big old lady when you mm-hmm. put it in oak in California. And like, it's just, it's good for like a pairing or a sip. But like, I don't find myself going, I want more of that right now immediately. I find myself being like, Bleh. all right. Yeah. But I'm listen, like, next. No shame to the Chardonnay drinkers from California. No. Um, all right, let me find another one here. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, so that was the Tribe Called Quest Electric Relaxation. Electric Relaxation. Let me go with something else <sighs> because I love Tribe. Mm-hmm. Let me go with something that's a electric but relaxing. I want to do Pecorino. Ooh, man, that's a great. <laughs> that's a great pick. All right, so tell I our listeners about Pecorino. Um, Pecorino is an Italian white wine. Um, it is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It has like like a bright but light mouthfeel. It's easy. It goes down easy. Like mm-hmm. it's an easy food parent. It's drinkable without food. And Tribe Call Quest is digestible. Like at any given, <laughs> mm-hmm. like at any given moment, you can put on Tribe and. It's going to be whatever you need. So we're going to go with Pecorino. (laughs) Yeah, Pecorino. What a good choice. Man, you just like pulled that one out too. Oh, well, let's do a reverse. Ooh, let's do a reverse. Okay. I'm going to name a wine and you're Mm going to tell me a song we should pair it to. Okay. And then we'll wrap it up because, you know, you got other shit to do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So let's, let's pair a song with a Sauterne. Ooh. I don't know that I drink enough Sauternes. <laughs> like, I don't. What about like um, something like smooth but chill, like the roots, like what they do? Or if we go in R and B, let's go something that kind of switches up the beat. It's like, oh, let's do Usher, follow me. a great pairing because I think a lot of people don't realize about Sauterne and yep. this is something that threw me off in my um I actually had Sauterne in my level three t- blind tasting portion blind. Uh-huh. is that there's a lot of acidity in Sauterne and Man. you think when you look at it in a glass and when you smell it you're like it's going to be syrupy sweet 
But mm-hmm. man, there's this like really fine, razor sh- fine, like layer of acidity in it that makes yeah. it right. And like, I could see that song. You think it's going one way, but then it's got like, those, yep, like and then that's why I said, let's do something that like starts off big. And then it's like, ooh, it just kind of like yeah. rides. So. What a great idea. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Well, thank and you, you Randy. you wanted R&B. Oh, I know I did. I did. <laughs> we had to slip some in there. Um, my producer's going to have a really fun time editing this episode with, with all my nonsense. Like, what are you doing, Kristen? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. Um, but thank you so much for, for doing this. Uh, it was so much fun. You're great. Um, oh, and uh, yeah, I hope to come to one of your parties soon. <laughs> oh, please. Please, I'll I'll make sure I'll let you know ahead of time, like before I let everybody know. (laughs) This is the date. If you can make it, that would be great. Yeah. Follow Randy at uh, Diversified Vines on Instagram and at Taste the Playlist on Instagram. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good evening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.